welcome back to another episode, episode number four of the Ocean Feels podcast. I'm your host, uh, Ben Mack, or as you'll soon find out, my name is Benjamin. I've got a guest on today, uh, Sarah Ishu, and um, she's a personal friend of mine and has been a professional photographer for a while now. So we discuss a whole bunch of things. But before we go too far, I just want to... I just want to basically say and give tribute to Dale Sharp of DK Photography. Dale is a very well-renowned photographer all across the globe, but especially here in Australia as well. And he passed away in the early hours of Australian time this morning, I I believe. Um, And so it's with great sadness that we see a great photographer leave this earth way too soon. So our, our feelings are with the family there. So if you haven't checked out his work as a tribute to him, please go do so. There's also a GoFundMe, I think, up there. So if you want to contribute to the memorial fund for Dale. But on to the episode. Sarah is a uh, wedding portrait uh, fashion photographer. She also shoots a lot of, um, she does a lot of styling for clients and for different brands. And she's been, she's she's actually been uh, trained professionally through a film school, something that most of the photographers, including myself, uh, have not been to. Um, so we discuss a whole bunch of things, including um, going to school as well as shooting on film and just generally v- discussing things about valuing your work versus doing work for free and when you should and shouldn't do that. She's also like a really good expert in capturing real moments, especially in, in portrait uh, photography. So we discuss a few things about there and, and we also discuss how she's very minimalistic on her gear and how that helps her get amazing shots. So I know there's um, people like myself who are a little bit, we love talking about gear, we love looking at gear, we love buying new gear. Um, she's kind of the opposite, um, which I truly appreciate. It's something that I wish I had more inclination to do. And so uh, without further ado, let's get straight into the episode and chat to Sarah Ishu. All right, here we go. We're here with Sarah Eshu Eshu. How do you how do you pronounce that? Eshu. It's it is Eshu. I think um, th- is that something that a lot of people get wrong. Do you correct them or you just? Uh, I don't correct. I don't Unless kn- somebody asks me, I usually don't correct. Yeah. Yeah. But it's normally Eshu. 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 Like no, people will pronounce Eshu. That's that's. The but it's Eshu. Eshu. Yeah. yeah. So I don't correct people while I'm mine because a lot of people would say my name as mm. Ben McKay and it's not Which McKay. Mackay. It's Mackay, Mackay, yeah. But I don't yeah. care, like, really, like, and I'm, my actual name is Benjamin too. But no way. Yeah, but, oh, I, but I, don't, I don't care if people call me Benjamin, Ben, yeah. Benny, Benji. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I've never been one to get a little bit, I don't know, precious over precious my name. Precious about name, yeah. But Same. like uh, maybe because I don't, I don't want to be the person that's always correcting. Maybe maybe that's yeah. the thing. Like I'm yeah. like, whatever. Like it's my name, you know. Yeah. If they get it completely wrong, maybe I might correct them. Like I actually had one one lady in a um, in a uh, furniture shop. Um, mm. <laughs> she asked for my name because we were buying, we we're actually buying this couch that we're sitting on right now. And she said, oh, I need a name for the delivery. And I said, yeah, it's Ben. And she goes, how do you, how do you spell that? No, <laughs> and and I and I said Ben. She's like, yeah. How do you spell that? And I'm like, oh, um, it's B E N. And then she's like, okay, thank you for that. And then 
when she handed me the receipt, she spelt my name on there, Ven, V-E-N. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's that's a difficult one. You know, like, how, how, how do you get that one wrong? Ven, Ven, yeah. Yeah. It's actually quite different too, like Ven and Ben. Yeah, it no, like it's different. like it's it's got a very you know yeah. ver yeah or ber like there's yeah. ones you know I don't know because I'm I'm actually Sarah but I get Sarah a also lot. that as well Sarah yeah. well, yeah. I see I don't even know, I don't even know that no well I don't know yeah I don't like you I don't really like correcting mind you Sarah and Sarah can be like you can be quite precious about that yeah like there are Sarahs that are like nope it's actually Sarah no I'm I'm happy with like. It doesn't bother me. If it's close, it's if good it's enough. close, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. used to Sarah as well. Like I'm actually quite used to it, so yeah. I'll I'll respond to that as well. Sarah's a very funny. Aussie name too, it's very isn't Aussie. it? Yeah. yeah, and you're not you're not Australian. I'm not Australian. I mean, you are Australian. Like, do you? I am. I've you're a citizen. You're. Yes. <laughs> I'm, a citizen. <laughs> um, I'm a citizen. I've been here for 22 years. There you go. That's a yeah, long time. Two decades. Long time. Yeah. And so, uh, for those that don't know, where where are you originally from? I was born in Iraq and I lived in Jordan for five years as well. So five years in Iraq, born there, and then five years in Jordan. Good and times. Then, and then the rest and here. The rest in, here. Yeah. In, in, in Sydney? In Sydney. In Sydney. Good times. Yeah. So your whole family are out here now. Yes. Well, your immediate family anyway. Do you have any family, you know, back in back, Iraq? Yes. My dad's side. Or in Jordan? Side. Are they in Iraq? In Iraq, yeah. Just dad's side. His uh, cousins, a few cousins, uncles, aunts, and one brother. Okay, yeah, oh, good there. stuff. And so you guys made the move out this way, yes. which is good times. Yeah. Do you remember much of it from um, how old were you when? I was five when we left Iraq. I remember like very, very like small moments. Yeah. No, not a lot. Probably just like a few moments that yeah. happened. Um, Some like just key memories and key stuff. Key memories, right? yeah. That's probably a good way to say it yeah just literally like a handful of moments yeah and then jordan i remember a little bit more um because i we were you're an age I was where 10 you 10 yeah. when we left so yeah i was at an age where i could remember so I, I remember much more in jordan and it's still a bit of a blur i think you know you just move and then it's like learning a new language as well yeah so a part of it is a bit of a blur but i remember some of it yeah yeah and so now that you've been in australia for a um, 20 years. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself now and what, what is it that you do? Um, so I'm going to help myself. <laughs> I'm, I've actually learnt that I am a major creative person. I never like never would have seen that probably 10 years ago. Like had yeah. you asked me um, 10 years ago, even less than that, I probably would have said uh, I want to do more business uh, at one point, because I studied uh, Bible college, yeah. at one point I even thought I wanted to do ministry. And so I didn't really see myself as like being a creative, as a creative person. Yeah, yeah, or even having that as my job. I never saw that. So it took a while to tap into it. And like it just took a little, like a few moments in life where it kind of s- switched on for me. I'm like, okay, yep, yeah, I Can really you- enjoy this. Can you tell me about like one of those moments or? Yeah. Well, can I tell you how it all started as well or my love for it? it yeah. Was, it was in high school in grade 11 and 12 when I randomly chose to do photography and art. Randomly chose because my best friend 
was choosing it. So I'm like, oh, I'll do it too. And then there was a dark room back then, which is where you take a photo on film and then process in the dark room. And that's where my that's love. Like so foreign for a lot of oh, youngsters out there. Yeah. I don't even think. <laughs> yeah, sure. I actually did anymore. the same thing. I, I did a photography. I started, I picked it up as an elective. I'm not, maybe not in year, I think it was in year 10. And yeah. I dropped it because I had to, that no one else wanted to do the class. So they had no class for it. Oh, so I shot on film that. as well. Yeah. And like did the whole, you know. The get process. Yeah. Getting, getting. So, in. I, lo- I loved it so much. I used to be there. During lunchtime as well. That's how much I loved it. Wow. I would just go in and just on my own. Did it like, did it just immediately, like as prior to that, you had no care for it, right? You didn't no, know anything I about had it. Nothing. I knew nothing about it. No care. It was an immediate love. Like I loved it immediately. I was quite drawn to the whole process of how it's done. And yeah, that's where it's, st- for me, that's where it started, but I didn't pursue it straight away. Uh, again, because I thought I wanted to do other things. And then it was it was actually a breakup that I travelled. I went to New York. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to go travel. So I went to New York and from like in that trip, I was quite wowed just by being there. You know, for anyone who's been to New York, like it's um, it's just it's just one of those, you know, cities that you're wowed and – I felt like I could just dream again. Well, for me anyway, that was a moment being there. And I chose from there that when I get back, I'm just going to study photography because I've just always had an interest. From back in high school, I had an interest, but I thought it was a passion. So New York kind of flicked that switch. I think that does it for a lot of people in so many different ways. Like, I mean, I remember going to New York going, wow, yeah. there's like this place has got so many dimensions to it. Yeah. But um, so you, you you had a – you thought, no, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to study it. Yeah. Was it with the fact of like this is what I want to make a career from or was it just more like, hey, i got a love for this and I just want to see where more it goes? love, and, yeah. Yeah, no, so you had no career. intention of making, making money from this at all? Well, no, I hadn't really thought about it too much. To be like, no, I didn't really think about it too much as a career. Yeah. Um, I think it, you know, I probably had a small, like maybe like 10%. I'm like, oh, maybe I could do this as a career. But it was more like I just wanted to see if I had an interest when I was studying it and if I was even good at it. Um, yeah. And then I studied, I studied at TAFE at Ultimo and I loved it so much. Really? What, what, do they, what do they teach you in a it. photography course? I've never done one, so. Yeah, so I did like more of a part-time course and it was it went for six months and it was an introduction to photography. So it's basically technical things. Yeah. So um, we just got taught the technical side and then we did more of a practical afterwards just yeah, to test so it out. Shoot, yeah, so it was just, I mean, that's when I realised like, oh, wow, I actually really enjoy doing this and I want to, I want to explore more and see where I can go with it. Did they did they teach you film, like shooting on film? No. no, it was all digital then. That was a digital course, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, and I, I mean, after school, did you shoot film again, or was that that was the end of film for you? Um, kind of no, I shot yeah because I I asked for a camera for my birthday. I think it was my eighteenth birthday. Um, and I asked for a camera, and it was, and I still have it. It's a film one. Yeah, it's a Pentax one, and. I've I used it probably a couple of times. Yeah. And then I stopped. I and just that yeah. That was pretty much it. You so shoot a roll and then it gets it gets wrapped up and you never and then it get, develop yeah. it. And then yeah. 
I think that's probably one of the reasons why digital, I mean, obviously digital has so many advantages to it, mm. uh, but I think that's probably the appeal of how you can get someone hooked quicker because quicker, yeah. you, know, you get immediate yeah. feedback, right? You can take a great shot and then yeah. look at the back of your screen and, then, and go, yeah. whoa, look at that yeah. and show your friends. And so I think that's definitely where, you know, digital has really, yeah. you know, it's taken photography to a whole new level for Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's been a while now. I think that there'd be a lot of people here yeah. listening to this that would have absolutely no idea and never, they probably don't even remember um, film photography existed. <laughs> probably, yeah. And, so, and I think it's making a bit of a bit more resurgence now. There's a lot of people yeah. shooting film now. Yeah, especially in the wedding industry. Yeah. There's a lot of film, which is... Yeah, I would love like I'd love to go back into film only because the colors are very different. Yeah. To digital. Well, especially, you know, you can get the right film stock and then, yeah. you know, yeah. you just get these natural this yeah. natural the grain, natural. this natural yeah. you know, look to it. Yeah. It's definitely um it's something that like I don't I don't generally post it a lot to my Instagram, but I definitely play around with editing photos to look like mm, film a lot. Like yeah. Um and so I don't know, it's a bit a bit of fun and so I think I'd, I'd like to, but it's so mm. expensive now it too. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a, Def- yeah. Getting a getting a roll and especially depending on like you need a ca- I don't even have a camera. Yeah. I, I bought a, actually a camera for uh, Chanel, my eldest daughter, which is just like a crappy point and shoot, but it was a film one, right? Yeah. Like one you buy in a it was like a fifteen dollar camera. But yeah. she loved it and she loved the oh. fact that she couldn't even see the photos but she was just snapping away oh, wow. and just doing it and she was counting right. how many yeah. photos she had left and so yeah. she was really making sure that she made use, like she had five photos left so she was so making, she made, yeah. yeah, she's like, oh no, I'm not going to waste it on just taking yeah. a photo of like, you know, a tree, yeah. like I want to take so a photo of, you know, my sister sliding down the slide in action, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. And so, that's really cool. But she definitely has a desire for it. She's got like, um, I think she really likes video too. So she, I yeah. don't know. I'm, I haven't, um, I haven't pushed it on it. She keeps pushing me. She wants to learn Premiere of all things. Like she sees really? me editing on Premiere, and she's like, "Show me how this works." Wow. And I'm like, and I'm saying, "Listen, if you're still with this in a couple of years, I will show you everything about Premiere." Yeah. But I don't want to get her in there and then burn her out too quick and go, okay, it's too complicated. Yeah, because it's quite te- technical, right? Uh, well, it can be for, I think, for an eight-year-old. For so, eight-year-old, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, probably for me as well, but... It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think like all things, right, when you first yeah. jump into like Lightroom or Photoshop, you can look yeah. and you, know, you can get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. And so yeah. I know the first time, because I, I never actually used Lightroom in the beginning. I'd always use Photoshop because mm. I always had like a copy of Photoshop. And then when I first opened up Lightroom, even though it's so much more... I think like it's it's so much more intuitive. It's like easier mm, to understand. Yeah. It was foreign. My first like, yeah. I remember my first like two or three days looking in Lightroom going, oh, I just want to edit my photos in, in Photoshop. But now I've, I think, oh, I, you know, editing a photo start to finish in Photoshop is like a nightmare. It like take, it just takes yeah. forever. Yeah. And so Lightroom can do that. for Lightroom. I know. So, okay. So you've, you, you've moved into this area where you've, sorry, you've, you've now done this course. Mm-hmm. How did you like at the end of that, did you feel like invigorated or did you feel like, how, like what was your. Um, I, I felt, oh, how did I feel after doing that? I, like I almost felt like, okay, this is, this is it for me. I'm going to start, like, I'm going to pursue this. And I did, but I didn't realize that it wasn't easy yeah like I didn't I didn't realize that I had to still keep working um you know full-time job and just building my portfolio so I didn't really understand that process yeah because um, I didn't really I didn't have too many people around me who were doing something similar 
So that in itself probably took me a good few years yeah. to like actually – does that make sense? Yeah. Did you understand yeah. what you needed to do or you just, no, you just had nothing, right? Because like, no you had no one to look up to. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I only had one photographer who is American, Jose Villa. Who, he's, a, he's a like prime wedding photographer yeah. and he, he shoots in film. Uh, actually, he's actually started doing a bit of um, digital, which, which is still beautiful oh. when he does his work. But he wrote a book about wedding photography and so I bought that and I just read that and I would just kind of glean onto him. Mm. But he said in his early stages it was all about just building his portfolio and just having to do a lot of like work that's just for your friends or like, you know, using your family and friends and just – giving it a go with different stuff. So not it being work work, yeah. just building a portfolio. And so I kind of just followed his example in that sense and learnt on the way that it's actually true. Like it really – you can't just be like, okay, I've studied. Yeah, I'm ready like, to go. Someone hire me. I it's, think that's what it's like yeah. with a lot of, you know, people who just, you know, finish up uni. They're like, okay, I'm good. Like I've got yeah, my degree. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I'm – I've done my business degree. Now, yeah. you know, where's my boss job? Yeah, <laughs> right? that's so and true. And so, <laughs> like, you still have to grind it out from the beginning. Like, there's yeah. no, like, whichever way you decide to take it, there is a grind involved. Yeah, that's and so, very true, yeah. So, you, you've read his book and you've uh, you've started to grind this trail of, mm. okay, so is this something that you, did you start, like, you've, you obviously got a, a job where you, you know, it's paying your bills and all the rest of that. Yeah, and yeah, like, I was still working, Yeah. Do you think like that people when they because you kind of have to do things for like free or next to nothing mm-hmm. when you when you're in this when stage you start, when yeah. you have no portfolio you got yeah. no products to show you know yeah. people that you you can you can do the job or anything like that I wonder if this is like one of the reasons why photographers struggle to get paid in this industry like it's mm. it's one of those things like a lot of people expect free work or next to nothing where they like you know, I see a lot of jobs come to me or Crystal will say, oh, like there's a job that looks really good for you. You should apply it. And I'll look at it and it's like two days worth of work for like yeah. 150 bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I yeah. wouldn't even edit for like, you know, twice that. Yeah. Like there's no like there's no way I'm, I'm going to be doing that. Yeah. And so I think, but there's an expectation that photographers are doing stuff for like yeah. peanuts. I don't know. It's one of those two-edged swords, oh, I think. that topic, yeah. Like where you're like, you know, you have to build a portfolio. So you need yeah. to provide, you need to do things for, and like, and I, I speak about it on Instagram a little bit where, you know, doing stuff for free is not a bad thing, but there's also a time where you need to value yourself too. Oh, definitely. So did you do a lot of like free work or are you just doing peanut work and just trying yeah. to scrape I the barrel? Yeah, I mainly started with free. Yeah. Like I started doing with free work, but it wasn't until I actually got confident. So for me, it was more I got confident in my work knowing that if somebody is going to pay, that it's worth it. Yeah. So it's actually worth their, you know, yeah, their money. Like because it's it's not – I mean where I'm at now is different to where I am even even like a year or two years ago. It's quite different because I've like – I think I was talking earlier like I'm actually finally come to a place where I'm like this is – the area of photography that I'm really good at. Yeah. And that took years of recognizing. And I think once I recognize that, I'm like, okay, this is what my worth is now. But I, yeah, I definitely think from beginning, I think, you ha- I mean, this is what I would say, but I would say like to get a portfolio, you have to do some free work and be okay with it. Yeah. And then possibly charge just a little bit as you go. But I wouldn't, like where I'm at now, like I wouldn't, expect people just to be like because they do they just say oh 
oh, let's like, let's do this or let's do that or let's work together. I posted something the other day about it actually, um, like a quote and it was just talking about like, especially as creatives, like we, it's, it's time, you know, it's time, it's your, yeah. it's art and that's what people are really paying for. Yeah, and it's not even the time that you spend actually doing the job, but it's the time that you've led up to, you know, the ex- the hours of, you yeah. know, learning your craft and honing the craft to get yeah, to that point, right? To get that, and yeah. then and then generally it also is time, right? You know, yeah. sometimes sometimes it's not just shooting on the day; it's like it's like another three four days of editing of as editing, well, yeah. right? And generally, you know, depending on what you're doing, sometimes the edit is like three times longer than the shoot, yeah, yeah. And so, and sometimes people just don't get that. And, no, I, you know, yeah. uh, um, but at the same time, you've got to be out of value. You've got to yeah. be out of value yourself. And Yeah. And you'll, you, I think you'll, as for me, it's like, even like you said, that job that was for two days for that amount. Had I, in the early days, I probably would have been like, okay, yeah, I might just do it for experience. But now, like, I wouldn't even, yeah. like, I've had people even comment like, oh, can we get, or they want a discount. I'm like, I actually don't, I don't actually upsell to then downsell. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Like this is my price. I will I will say though like there's only a few mo- like times where I personally want to do something that I don't charge and then if it's family and yeah. like my very close friends it's a little bit different but that's my choice. No. I yeah. think and and I think that's completely fair. Yeah. And I'm exactly the same. There's times where I'll look at an opportunity sometimes and I will like the opportunities are so good that yeah. I would almost feel like, hey, you know what? I'd even pay to do this because yeah. th- this opportunity is like yeah. something that I have such a love for. Yeah, I would love to do this. Yeah, and if I get paid, well, that would be even That's better. Even, yeah. But yeah, sometimes, some sometimes I'm willing to do those things for free, and I know in my heart I'm like, oh, especially because like my business background, I'm like I shouldn't be doing mm, this for free. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I just want to. Yeah. And so I think you just need to be comfortable with your decision. But do not devalue what you do. Like, yeah. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. It's a toss-up sometimes, right? Yeah. But you, it's like a pro- – like I think it's a process of learning. Yeah. And then I think once once you get confident – I think for me anyway, once I got confident, then that's – my choices became easier. Like yeah. what to say yes to and no to when it comes to pay. And again, yeah. it's not that it's about pay. I think it's also the worth of – yeah. Of who you are and your brand and, and the work that you present. Like I, I mean, I take pride in what I do now. For sure. So it's definitely like I, f- I feel like it needs to align align with the amount as well. Uh, I 100% agree with that. And I think if you do undervalue yourself and you know you have and you, and you still say yes yeah. to it, yeah. I think you feel a little bit gross yeah. about yourself and you feel <laughs> yeah. like – And I've go- done that, yeah. Yeah, you, go ba- you feel like you're going backwards. Like, yeah. Oh, this is not yeah. me. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've worked hard for this. Like yeah. why am I going backwards for this? So sometimes it is like I think you told me about, and I won't won't say specifics, but there was um, a time where you stood your ground on in terms of mm. a, a certain rate, yeah, and you you were happy to walk away, but then you know later on down the track, yeah, they they called you back, yeah, and they they wanted you because they could see the value that you brought, yeah. So what are you doing with yourself now? Like, what's you know, are you would you call yourself a photographer, full time photographer? That's your that's your role. Do you do any other work at all? Yeah, uh, well. Yes, it took me a while to actually say I'm a I'm a full time photographer, um, and it was the best 
I still remember the day where I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm a full-time photographer. But I would say- Do you feel like a bit of, especially in the early days, you feel like a bit of a fraud when you said that? Like, Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, am I, am I (laughs) not? I don't know. I'm not really doing anything else. Yeah. (laughs) But I I love it. Like I I freelance. So I do photography freelance and that in itself has been a journey. Um, But it's become like, it's actually become a job and- it's so crazy because you hear back in the day I would hear like, oh, do something that you love that doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And I never understood that until I'm like I'm in it now and I'm like, it actually doesn't like I enjoy doing it. I look forward to doing what I do. Yeah. Um so I do photography, but I also do um a bit of like social media, mainly Instagram, uh like planning and scheduling and And like management. Management, yeah. Just for, for clients and I love it because I think I'm just good at making things look pretty and yeah. So that kind of comes naturally for me. So I do that. That's pretty much what I do. I really like even like um, brand styling. I have some people who will probably say, hey, like can we send you this? Like I'll style it and I'll photograph it and they'll just be like a job Yeah. on the side. Yeah. And I noticed that like, you know, you've – I think a lot, of, a lot more people now have an eye for, you know, styling and Instagram cr- – curation and making sure like feeds are very like yeah you know they flow really nicely and they've got a a a really great color palette and I think um for a long time there I think you know there there wasn't many people doing it I remember you doing it was like how many years ago now it's probably like three four years ago maybe even longer where you know you you would you were kind of pioneering that space in terms of making sure like your feed was really good but prior to that people had all these mishmash feeds of yeah and even like in in fashion which is where you which is that yeah. Where, where, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's where you sit mainly, like most of you. Not not with photography. Yeah. Not yeah, but more so personal. What my interest of my Instagram feed. Yeah. Well, I have like a fashion one. Yeah. 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 Okay, and and where would you say your photography sits? Like, what's like portrait? Well, I'd say more portrait. Oh, definitely portrait. And I think I was saying earlier, I, like I finally found what I was good at, and that's. Portrait and just detail, like I'm I'm really good at showing detail with interaction. Yeah. So with people interacting, whether it is a couple or a family or kids, I, I find that I really enjoy showing the detail. Yeah. Um I'm I think I was telling this earlier, like I'm a sucker for romance. So I <laughs> I love 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 weddings. So that's something I definitely want to get more into. But definitely portrait. Like yeah. I I just love watching people interact with each other and it can just be a still moment. Yeah. But just getting that detail of that moment, I think that's where I find most joy and what I'm most good at. Well, I think like and when it comes to like authenticity with photography, like it's it's one of those mediums that translates really well, especially when you've got either just, you know, one or two people interacting with a subject or with each other, mm, yeah, you can really see the authenticity, and I think you do that really well. Um, is this is this something that you look for when you do that, or are you just yeah. like? Because I think a lot of people getting into that space, especially maybe with, um, you know, like if they're doing like couple shoots, or if they're doing uh, wedding photography, or yeah. even just straight up portraits. Yeah, I think like, and I have, and I know that I still do it even now. Like I, I kind of just point and shoot, and then. Sometimes I see something, but a lot of times I'm just kind of just shooting, just yeah. hopefully. I mean, I'm looking at things like light and the direction yeah. of light and where I angle things. But in terms of looking for that moment and that mm. interaction, like what do yeah. you what do you look for when you when you're trying to frame something? Yeah. Well, I would say for me, I I've always like been good at the 
not just point and shoot. Yeah. Like more like watch the moment. But <laughs> the lighting I wasn't always good at. So then I would I would miss that. So I've had to learn how to bring those together. Um, what do I look at? I I find um if it's if it's like people together, whether it's a couple or a family, I find when I ask questions or when they get comfortable and then it's it's an it's like everyday moments where somebody might have just an instant moment. Like if you have um, and you probably don't see this, but you probably have moments with Crystal, your wife, every day. Like it can literally just be a moment where yeah. you're interacting and it's like there's just so much beauty in that that you probably don't see, but I see it in a split second. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just be like, oh, just interact. And then when someone's interacting, I see something and I'm like, that's it. There yeah, it is, so just you, there. And it's just that interaction. Yeah, it's just noticing those candid moments. Yeah. Like, and, and so would that be fair to say that that's how you prefer to shoot? Like you don't do a lot of pose type of... No, I don't know. Unless I need to and I feel like I need to, which is sometimes at the beginning when people aren't as comfortable. Yeah, just but to get them everyone, relaxed to being yeah. in front of the camera. Yeah, without a doubt, everyone can get relaxed. Yeah. It just takes sometimes time or just direction. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's... um. I think that's fair. I, I've always enjoyed those candid moments because I think like like it really it really pushes through the authenticity and the truth mm, of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think sometimes you can get that with a pose shot, but you have to be a very good photographer to, to kind of to make it a pose. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think people just they can just see it. You know, they yeah. just they look at the image and they go, "It's just a little bit yeah. pose for me." And, yeah. Yeah. And so, no, you can tell, but sometimes you do have to direct. So like, you know, either a hand or something might be a little bit off. So, yeah. yeah. And so when it comes to, what about when it comes to things like fashion and things like that? Is that more yeah. structured? Like you need, like there's certain shots that you have to yeah. achieve. Definitely. It's fashions. I never really knew fashion until I went to one, I started working with one client and that kind of just opened up the door for fashion and understanding it and studying it more, like studying more meaning looking at other like other um, brands, how they do it. Yeah. It's a different, it's a whole other world and I'm still learning that. But it's a very like, it's almost like you need, you have to direct. Yeah. And depends who you work with and depends if you continually work with the same like model or brand, you kind of know what they want. Yeah. But yeah, that's very different. That's a, again, depending on the product, what they want to showcase, if it's a campaign, if they have a certain style, like if they want to make it edgy, boho, so it's it's it varies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit in terms of like there's a lot of people that are a bit gear savvy and gear gear heavy oh. on this. <laughs> what, are, what are you currently shooting with? <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm actually not a big I know. I, I, I feel like every time I chat to you about gear, I'm it's never, like, yeah, I mean, you've never I been. Know. I feel Which like, is so great I because like I think you, you have, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a proper gear you're I'm definitely gearhead, yeah oh and i will go sometimes on weddings and they'll be like videographers and they'll have <laughs> a suitcase and inter- and and most photographers, i've shot a wedding with you um oh, doing have, video yeah. and, and i <laughs> and came I with nothing. like a million I, <laughs> no. I had like three suitcases and <laughs> sliders yeah. and tripods and all yeah. sorts of stuff honestly ben i used to like look at myself and be like i can't i can't go further because i don't have much but reading... I honestly think you go further because you have little. Well, that's a thing. And I've had to change my mindset because at the beginning when I was reading Jose Villa, like he, he's honestly like one of the biggest in America, like one yeah. of the biggest photographers and very known. And he, when he started for years, like he said for like I think five to six years, he literally had like two cameras and that's all he would do. He didn't use any equipment, like no 
what are they called? The reflectors. Uh, he yeah. didn't use anything. And if it was for white balance, he would probably just use like a pillow yeah, or something. Like a white pillow. And I just took that on. I'm like, if anybody gets to know me, I'm so simple. I'm just simple in my thinking. I'm simple in life. So I find that not having a lot of gear helps for me. Yeah. So I don't. I think you're forced to be creative a lot of times, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah. I think, and I don't know if you still shoot the same at the moment. Like if you, I think forever you would only shoot on one lens. And oh, I could forever shoot on one lens. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if, I mean, I wouldn't, but like I definitely could. When I do weddings, I do higher. You yeah. introduced me to. Um, oh, the 7200? Yeah. So I hire, I usually hire that one for weddings. Yeah. Because. I don't know I you've find, used that for work before as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like that lens. Um, so, what, so what are I you shooting on at the use, moment? I mainly use the 51.2. Yep. Um, and my, like I use the, I have two bodies, um, uh, 5D Mark III. Yep. And then I have a 70 to 200. Yep. 7200? 7200. See, I don't even like know You don't my even know what the... 2.8. The 2.8, um, yeah, the big heavy that's, one. So that's what I have. I actually don't, like I said, I actually don't have much. And I would, I want to... Although you had the um, 24 to 70, didn't you have... Or have you got no longer no, that? No, 24 to 70, that's what I have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, the 24 to 70, not the Maybe let's delete this one. No, I'm really kidding. <laughs> what do I have? 24 to 70, yeah. Yeah, so the now 24 no to 70. Now no one's going to hire me because they're going to be like, she has no idea. She doesn't even know. I've never been tech, like I've never actually been a technical person. Even studying like photography, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> because I have more, the, I know what end result I want. Yeah, but I think that's the thing, right? Like if but you then, get the end result. Yeah. Like I know so many, like when it comes to drones, right? Like I, I know a lot of people that shoot on the crappiest drone. Yeah. Like li- there's a little, the smallest one. It's like the size of your palm. It's called the, the DJI Spark. It doesn't shoot in RAW. It shoots, shoots in JPEG. Yeah. And I know a couple of guys out there that are shooting amazing images on just the Spark. And like yeah. the battery times on these are only like 10 minutes or something, right? So oh. they, you can only so take them and that's really... it. You're done, right? Unless you've got five batteries yeah um and most of them don't carry that many batteries they have like one or two and so that's it they've got 20 minutes and then they're done yeah but they have some amazing images and so i think when you're forced to you know you don't have the option to just stretch to whatever and whatever yeah i mean i could if i want to though so it's not no that's right yeah my my like it's i can i just don't at the moment i'm i'm happy with the results i get and i don't feel the need to like yeah. So if you were to shoot with one, I'm guessing it'd just be the 20, 24 to seventy. I mainly shoot with a fifty. Oh, you shoot with a fifty, man. But that's because in you know, high sun, I'm a very detail. Yeah. Because I like the like very low depth of field. Yeah. yeah. So I, I usually shoot with that. I, there is another one I do want to try, because I actually went in. I go to the same store, and there's a guy that he's so helpful. <laughs> I feel like he knows me now, so he knows. <laughs> Which store is it? Um. Uh, George's. Oh, George's. Yeah. yeah. And is it Pitt Street? I think it's not it's on Pitt Street. Street. No, it's on George Street. Oh, oh it's on, yeah. Oh, yeah. George's. George's on George's George on Street. George Street. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Very helpful. There's one guy, which I forget his name. Um, Very helpful. There's, there's a couple of really good guys there. Use. Yeah. But anyway, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. me and my gear. That's your gear. That's as far <laughs> that's, as it goes. That's as far as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I have no, I'm actually oh, okay with so it. so simple. Your, your travel. See, when I travel, uh, like I have, I have things that I take to professional shoots mm. and then I have things that I take to um, like traveling and that's generally what I do is more travel yeah. and even sometimes we'll, we'll do paid jobs while we're traveling. 
but my my bag is so heavy. Like my yeah. carry on is strictly just camera gear, <laughs> and it's and I'm always having to lie about my <laughs> the oh, weight of no. weight of. They're like, how big is that bag? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's like five kilos. When really it's but like really probably it's like about 10. fourteen kilos. It's like this m- massive bag. Yeah. But oh, I got my laptop and stuff in there as well. But um, I think there's also g- beauty in having tech. Like if there's also beauty. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. There's like beauty in knowing. And knowing what you can create with, do you know what like? Yeah, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Well, I, th- I think if you if you if you're going gear heavy, just purely because like you're you, and I think people do they have a obsession with collecting gear, mm, like yeah. same way people have collecting stamps, which yeah, which is crazy. Is, yeah, stop collecting stamps. No. Yeah, random. <laughs> but um, but I think people have that same same thing. They may buy a new lens or new camera body or something. They they probably yeah. will never use it or it just sits on the shelf or whatever yeah. it might be. But I think uh, when you see the opportunity of how like, oh, I just want to create something like this mm, and you yeah. can't do it and, and then you, you need the gear yeah. to, to produce something like that, I think yeah. that's when you can really tap into your creativity yeah, that way. for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and you're if, really good at that, I find. Like I feel, I feel like you're really good at yeah, not, I think so. like you know like what I, you want so you know what's going to work for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely have an idea of what I want to do with the gear that I bring like a lot of the times when I'm packing my bag I'm thinking of shots as I'm yeah. as I'm packing it yeah and so there's certain things and I, I don't know a lot of my stuff comes from the drone but you know there's a lot of um, other things that especially when it comes to video anyway like yeah you know there's stabilizers there's sliders there's monopods <laughs> there's a whole bunch of there's yeah. like variable ND filters do you use filters at all no or you just you just no, pump I've up played your... with filters before yeah, yeah. but no because I like more of the classic look anyway so yeah, well, in terms of yeah. like, because um, I know sometimes like people want to use filters just because like if it's really bright, you're just pumping up that, um, you know, shutter speed to try and compensate. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you want to have like that, like 1.2 on a really bright day, but you don't. When do you shoot? When do you shoot most of your stuff? Like, uh, yes. you know, yeah. are you do, I suppose with your freelance stuff, are you doing a lot of like couples work or like what's the, what's the main part of your business, to you, would you say? main part like what I do most of yeah uh varies so much I do at the moment I'm doing quite a bit of fashion um which sometimes is studio work but I do yeah I'd say a lot of couples and families um and if I was to choose I usually do like early morning or late afternoon just because I like the softer yeah, soft softer light. type of look. Yeah, you want the ro- uh, romance but then you again. Just, yeah, so that's by choice. Like if I was to choose, yeah, I've also been doing a lot of pregnancy ones. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, is there anything that you would like to get into, or you kind of just happy with that space? I'm really happy with the space. I think more. I'm like more of more romantic stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, if there was a goal for you, say for like the next ten years, what would be the m- most ideal situation for you? Yeah, to be – I definitely want to be uh, international. Yeah. So, like, I'd love to work towards um, being an inter- international photographer, like, to get booked. Yeah. To go overseas. I mean, that takes work because, like, your brand needs to be trusted and recognised. Yeah. That's one. And then the other one is to be published in the wedding magazine in Australia. So, they're, like, my top two. Those are the two. Yeah. Okay. I don't think yeah. they're, they're – I think both of those you could achieve pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I – yeah, maybe I'd like to say right now, but I reckon soon. Yes, I think yeah. I could do it soon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So, if there was someone looking to get into freelance photography, yeah, especially like from a you know a portrait 
or yeah. you know even wedding photography yeah what would you what would your advice be to them yes i would say do something every day so like because you know for for me the best thing was actually even even if it means not having to shoot that day but just looking at people who inspire you i think or writing something down so i that's how it pretty much started i was just doing something every day and it just gradually went into that um so I would say do something every day, figure it like play around. If you can get a camera, just start playing around, get some of your friends, go out different times of the day, see what you, you're really good at and what you really enjoy. Don't give up. I, I can't even stress how much to never give up because I mean, you might know this, but it's so easy to give up in the creative world because, you know, there isn't work landing at your feet every day, especially when you start. And I would say it's okay to have another job. Like it's so fine to have another job but definitely do something every day and just grab people because if mainly portrait, you will definitely start realising or learning what you're good at when it comes to portrait because everybody has different style and that's okay. Yeah. 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 Is it it okay to copy other people then? Like copy Uh, other people's styles? Would you? I wouldn't say entirely copy. Yeah. I... I feel like, like being, inspira- being inspired, being inspired yeah. is different to copying because copying would be doing exactly every pose that they're doing and then you can get lost in that yeah. while you're shooting. I feel like you can completely forget, you know, who you are and, and what you're good at and just constantly looking at someone else's page to, to do the same poses. I honestly think you can, like you can try your best to copy but you can't. I would just I, I definitely inspire I think it's great to be inspired though. Yeah. Like just going through things and being inspired by people's work. Um but that's why it's good just to practice because the more you practice the more you start to realize what you're good at and as soon as you figure that out I'm telling you this from experience as soon as you figure out like what you're good at it's just becomes like you just become so comfortable. Yeah, I think things become clearer, right? Yeah, like prior yeah. To that, people you're kind of just shooting your around in the dark. Yeah. And then, yeah, people can see you for yeah. you and people can recognize your yeah. work before they've, before they, yeah. you know, they know who shot yeah. it. And I can testify to that because my work is so different. Yeah. Two years ago to now, it's so different. And I'm finding I'm getting more work now because people are like recognizing like what style I am. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. and I think for, and if, if, if anyone needs that, like, extra bump in uh, validation, that's when you get it. Like when, yeah. once you feel like, hey, this is me, this is my style. Yeah. Uh, and then when you see people saying, hey, like I completely recognize that's, that's someone, yeah. that's their shot, you know. Yeah. And I think for you to get that type of validation from others before they've even known who shot it is like it's comforting to know that, hey, you know, you've, yeah. you've finally hit, hit your stride yeah. and you're in the right space. Yeah. Which is cool. One last question before we finish up. Um in terms of your time in edit, do you spend a lot of time editing? I know for like my audience yeah. asks me all the time about editing. It's probably the biggest thing I get asked about. Yeah. Um, like what does your edit process look like? Uh, I Everything in Lightroom. I'm not really big on Photoshop. Yep. I just never I've, – I've used it. I just never really got too into it because I don't also do too many uh, magazine shoots. Yeah. Which require like yeah, a, lot require a lot of Photoshop of. work, yeah. So I use Lightroom um, and I have found um, a quick way of doing it. I think because I've learned how to deal with light as well. So then that way when I – like I actually think about it when I'm shooting. So I yeah. think about 
when I'm shooting something and I consider what the light is like that's actually going to affect my editing. Yeah. I try to shoot so I don't have to edit as much. Yeah. Sorry, let me re- like I try and work with light. So it just means I don't need to spend too much time editing. And that's one of my yeah, so goals. So most of your work is done in yeah, camera. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually one of my goals. I wouldn't say I'm there yet, but I want to get to a place where I don't have to edit a lot. Again, because I like the classic, simple look. Yeah. And, and Canon colors like out of camera are pretty good already. So there's yeah, not a lot of yeah, tweaking. Yeah. And especially for the type of work that you're doing. For More so for the type of work I'm doing. Um, so I will, I do apply a preset just because there's one that I found that I really like. Um, Is it someone else's preset or one you've created? someone else's preset, yep. yeah. Do you have your own presets that you've created as well? Or? I, I have, but I quite like this one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I I don't, I actually love using their presets. Yeah. And they don't, again, theirs is quite simple. So it's nothing yeah, it's not you know, like too dramatic too, or changing too yeah. much color. And I just tweak that a little bit. I always tweak. I'll always find myself like, tweaking a little bit not a lot like some images I don't even tweak like I said before like I like yep. not having to do and then I just copy and paste it because it's so easy to just yeah yeah when you're shooting so everything's quicker. very similar yeah. right the lighting conditions the li- are all yeah. the same yeah. yeah but my goal is to not have to edit too much yeah like to actually understand light that much that I don't have to do, yeah. Yeah, and I think for a lot, for a lot of people listening to that, and inc- me included, because um, I do so much work in edit. Like yeah. my photos, you can see, yeah. like, there's a lot of work that I put into edit and I, I try to put my creative flair through edit. But see, um, that's got a creative side to it, which is, yeah, and I, again, beauty to be fair, in I that. love that. Like yeah. I actually love the edit process. It's something that really, I don't know, it, it ticks off the things that I feel like I need yeah. to do, yeah. um, like internally. But I think at the same time, with what you do, even, even, you know, going back to like simplifying your gear and being able to really find, find the photos that you, you're looking to achieve or to, yeah. to create the art that you're looking to create, um, with a minimalistic approach, yeah. um, when it comes yeah. to editing as well as gear, I think yeah. there's, there's something special to that because you're putting your work in on the front end. Mm. And so you're, you're making sure that you're Whereas sometimes I feel like, especially when it comes to doing just regular photo work for me, I find that I get a little bit lazy sometimes and I'm having to fix that in post a lot more. Whereas right. I think for yeah. you, you do you do the work up front. You know, you try and get as much of that, you know, the right shot in the beginning so then that way everything is kind of done. And I think when, to, when you've got that as your starting base point, like it's, mm. well, then you've got the freedom. If you really want to go creative and yeah. get yeah. get wild in your edit, you can do and that too. And then you too. can, Yeah. Um, yeah. Sarah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. And I'd love to have you, have you back one day when you've uh, been published <laughs> in, a maga- in a wedding magazine. <laughs> yes. That'd be amazing. All right, cheers. Thanks, man. And so that is Sarah Ishu. So you can find Sarah at Sarah Ishu uh, on Instagram, S-A-R-A-E-S-H-U. Um, and also at sarahissue.com. So through her Instagram, you'll be able to find links to her other Instagram profiles for her styling and uh, photography and fashion, a whole bunch of stuff from there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, there will be another one coming out shortly. Uh, but before that one comes out, I haven't got any actually recorded. So these first four episodes, I, I actually recorded 
in the space of probably about uh, two, three weeks. And I um, held back on releasing a few of them just so I could spread them out and make sure I had something consistent to go out over these next uh, few weeks. But that is the last one that I've recorded. So I'm going to be in Tasmania next week. So I do plan on recording some uh, some podcasts while I'm down there. I've got a few uh, friends that I'm going to take with me, so hopefully they will uh, enjoy jumping on the podcast with me. Otherwise, it might just be just me um, talking about Tasmania and photography. So if you do have any questions, please send them through as you have been. Um, reach out to me in any way. I'd actually want to... I want if whoever, whoever wants to send me a voice message on uh, through Anchor... I will feature you and I will shout you out on Instagram. So if anyone wants to be the first person to do that, actually, I haven't, maybe I haven't even checked. Maybe there might actually be some voice messages or questions in there. So if you'd like to send me a uh, question, please do so through that. Otherwise, just, just do it how you have been through uh, Instagram or any other channels like that. So until that next episode and until I um, hear from you on Instagram or wherever it might be, um, stay tuned. The next episode will be out. Sure.